We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up. Upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say. We will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down? At the Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Welcome, JC. Howdy. We are live in our studio today. Test one, two. How's our sound? Happy to see everybody out there. Um in our chat room they can hear us yep all right <clears throat> glad to know that you can hear us uh <laughs> wow these are wild times are they not got some great things happening uh chris ann and jc have our non-compliant movie you guys just saw the trailer right there Excited to be bringing this film across the country. We just had another church while I was sitting here, another church sign up uh, to show the film to their congregation. Going to have a big film night with uh, noncompliantmovie.com. I'm really, really excited about that. JC, if I could just give a legal announcement really quick to answer one of those frequently asked questions that I got 500 times a day, today, and mm -hmm. a day, it would be this. If you are being told that you have to do the jab at work, listen to me closely, you must immediately request a religious exemption if you have a religious exep, uh, objection to the jab. Your employer, by federal law, by Supreme Court opinion, and by EEOC, 
must provide you with a religious exception and a reasonable accommodation. So uh, make sure that that's the first thing that you do if you have a religious uh, uh, objection to the jab. You don't need to argue about it. You don't need to be obnoxious about it. You don't need to complain about it. You just need to say, hey, I need to reply for a religious exception, a religious exemption. And believe me, that will get the wheels turning. I've helped at least a half a dozen people today get those wheels turning in their job. But I can't help everybody. I cannot answer all the phone calls or the emails. Please just go to chrisannhall.com. Go to chrisannhall.com. Print out the legal memorandum, your right to refuse, and ask for a religious exemption. Thank you for those few moments of public service announcement. Great people from Massachusetts, from Iowa, from Lake City, Florida, from uh, all from Seattle, all over the country. We are north to south and east to west. Are you ready to cover our first story, JC? Or are you building whenever something you over there? Uh, whenever you like? Okay. Say when. When? All righty. All right. There we go. Look at that. So this uh, was what JC was talking about yesterday, about Gorbachev, the leader who pulled the Soviets from Afghanistan, says U.S. campaign was doomed from the start. He said the NATO and the Americans had no chance of success. Gorbachev told Russia's RIA news agency they should have admitted failure earlier. And that's because they had also failed. Is that right? Yes. Why don't you tell people a little bit about that, JC? Um, really? Okay. I mean, you did a whole <laughs> post on it. You've done like a whole string of posts. Just explain to them the whole nutshell of how, what was this? The Soviets failed? The Soviets invaded. Um, they left. I think the uh, they left a government. They, they left their folks there, their, their government that they set up or whatever. The um, uh, they pulled out in 1989. Soviet Union collapsed, and uh, then their government that they left they left their collapse three years after they after after 1989. So after they left, it lasted three years. So it lasted a little longer than what the U.S. left there, which was not at all two minutes. You know, the big, Zero the big story was how in the world, after all the time that we spent there, how in the world did the Afghan army have nothing to offer once we left? To me, it seems to be a picture of what welfare does. Well, I, if I you, thought Gorbachev was pretty accurate in his comments. Yeah. And he pretty much answers that question in the article. Yeah. So, so Gorbachev gets it and <clears throat> the U.S. doesn't. And why would that be, I wonder? Because there's, like you said yesterday, there's a whole different story there. 
They weren't there to help. They weren't, we weren't in Afghanistan to do the things that they said we were there to do. And I think that's the bottom line. So it's interesting now. We now have a crisis with the Taliban. The Taliban commander who helped seize the Afghan presidential palace spent nearly six years at Guantanamo where he held a guard, where he told a guard when they left, we will get you on the outside. Now here he is right here. What's interesting is, is that he got, he was released from Guantanamo because he told the American government he needed to go take care of his sick father. Well, there he is taking care of his sick father. And my, I, I just, I wanted to show this story because I'm going to skip a little bit out of order because this seems to flow a little bit better right here. George Bush has said that the U.S. should cut red tape to help Afghan, Afghan ref refugees, right? So you have this guy who was released from Guantanamo to help his sick father, who is now uh, on his way out, threatens to, you know, to get back at us. And here he is in the presidential palace. We have this stream of refugees coming over the Mexican border. Uh, I don't know what kind of red tape we need to cut or what we need to do for Afghan refugees, but I think my point has to be we need to do a better job at vetting who these refugees are because we cannot, we cannot have these people like this guy. We got, we can't have these people who are running around telling us the, and lying to us about who they are also lying to get across the border. So we need to cut the red tape to let the Afghan refugees here but maybe we should do a better job at who is actually a refugee. I would love to see some statistics on what kind of, of refugees have been let across the border already that have become, who were already criminals, who were already terrorist threats, but we don't keep those kinds of statistics in America. And that's, that's part of the problem that we have. I'm, I'm, I'm not basically, I'm first off refugee status is not a power of the, that's delegated to the federal government. So the bottom line is if refugees come to America, they have to come through the States with the permission of the States because refugee status is not a, um, is not a, a pathway to citizenship. And the only power delegated to the federal government is the uniform rule of naturalization that establishes a pathway to citizenship. We have refugees in America that have been refugees for 30 plus years. Oh, we have a partisan idiot already. We're not 10 minutes, 12 minutes into the show. Under <laughs> Trump, we had those records. No. Yes, 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 we did. We did have those records Did and we have, under Biden and um, under Obama yeah. and under Bush 
and under Carter. I don't want to replay yesterday's episode, but this is a great example. Bernie Girl 1 from Twitch of what I said yesterday. All people know is their partisanship. And they argue, you know, all oh, Trump is Trump is the best. Biden is the best. Obama's the best. Bush is the best. This hasn't changed regardless of the administration. And the partisan tribalism is exactly what perpetuates this. The entire conversation happening, as I said yesterday, is all about, you know, who's the best, Trump or Biden? Who's to blame, Trump or Biden? And, and so nobody, hardly anybody talks about the actual issues, certainly not solutions or what might be going on here. So thank you, uh, Bernie Girl One, for proving the point we were making yesterday well you can say about we the have, blind partisanship you can say we have those numbers but the honest truth of the matter is we don't have those numbers because no no i'm saying no 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 i'm talking about the level the level of the people coming across yeah uh, th this hasn't changed yeah it, it's been out of control the border's out of control we got i mean it's already people from the middle east go south come up through mexico come over the border you don't know how many terrorists so-called are already coming over i mean it's just it's it's an absolute porous border and once all around the nation by the way not just the southern border right. but the coastal border nobody talks about here's the other thing you have two classes of people you have people who come in well i guess you probably at this point have three classes of people you have people who come across the border uh as immigrants legal status you have people who cross the border who are not legal and then you have people who cross the border under refugee status. Most Americans don't realize that uh, the refugee status is one of the most neglected in immigration. I've actually done the research on this. Immigration status is one of the quick, or, or I'm sorry, refugee status is one of the quickest ways that our immigration department actually loses track of people because they're here under a special permission that is granted contrary to the constitution by the president of the united states which criteria changes from administration to administration yeah and so somebody coming right. in as a refugee under this administration the next administration comes in, changes the whole sure. refugee status, and then the people who came in before are completely lost. Thank you for the clarification, Bernie Girl. Uh, but I, I don't know that Trump was more transparent. Here's, here's the thing about this, the whole president argument. Another point here. President's not in charge of this. No. Right? Trump did this. Mm -hmm. Trump did that. Well, okay. Trump did it. Maybe, he was maybe wrong too. If, if Trump was in, intended, right? It, so if we look at what President Trump said himself about building the wall and all that stuff. And he's he was sincere. And then we saw the stuff going up. OK, that's one thing. But didn't the end of that prove that there are there are higher powers, obviously, in charge of this mm -hmm. than than Trump could possibly deal with or stop? Not to mention those within his own administration clearly didn't believe what Trump you know, they didn't agree with mm -hmm. what their commander in chief was saying. Mm -hmm. So that's my whole point here. We focus so much on what the president did or didn't do. The president at the end of the day uh, is limited in what 
in what he's going to be able to do, even if he has the best intentions and best policies uh, in, you know, in the world. There is a cabal of, of deep, what you know, people call deep state interest, CFR, all, all these think tanks and special interest powerhouses that run the show. And I think how 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 that whole ended up with Trump, the you know how that administration ended, is case in point. Mm-hmm. I mean, look look at what happened. So let's assume everything Trump said personally, uh, he meant, mm-hmm. and he he had every intention of draining the swamp. Though I don't believe he understood the magnitude of that, uh, nor. Was he did he have good advisors and, and, and the ability to deal with all the swamp that was around him? So let's let's assume uh, he meant everything he said. We'll take it at at face value. Uh, well, look what happened. Look how that ended up. So the cabal went into action and we had the deep state uh, like those with the Lincoln Project, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, the banks, all that stuff. Not Demo- not not registered Democrats, but all registered Republicans. Uh, rallied against this man because they apparently believed his rhetoric. They apparently believed he was sincere about what he was saying. And therefore his rhetoric, whether, and here's the thing, whether he believed it or not, a lot of people believed it when he said it. And therefore that's a threat to the establishment. And they rallied bipartisan Democrat and Republican cabal to ensure that the wave of populism was brought to a halt because they do not want power in the hands of the people. And our foreign policy, go, let's go back to the article that you put up, put up in the first place. Uh, I want to point out what Gorbachev was saying. He said the U.S. campaign was a failed enterprise from the start, even though Russia supported it during its first stages. Like many other similar projects, at its heart lay the exaggeration of a threat, number one, two, poorly defined geopolitical ideas, number two. To that were added unrealistic attempts to democratize a society made up of many tribes. In other words, trying to fit something uh, in a form of government and beliefs and principles and ideologies in a culture that does not accept them, does not believe them. So this is what our foreign policy has looked like for decades. Now, my take uh, is, is that nobody is that dumb. These people are not that ignorant. Nobody is that stupid. So all of these, all of the, the purported notions of we're fighting the Taliban, we want to democratize, uh, this society, we want to help women, blah, blah, blah. And we've rallied the the strongest military force in the universe to bring these things to fruition. This is all pretense. It is all fantasy. This is all nonsense spewed for public consumption and is absolutely not the reason we are we were there, not why we are there. Uh, nor it, will it ever be the reason why we are in any foreign country, uh, bottom line. But uh, as far as on the face of it, Gorbachev is correct to look at 
the narrative and the talking points and to say, well, based on history, here's how all of the, all that you're saying contradicts the reality and why it's going to fail. I believe that they always know it's going to fail because that's not how they define success. Success is just the very uh, occurrence of the war, the conduct of war, so that they can filter uh, money. It's basically a big money laundering I'm scheme. War is a money money laundering scheme. Correct through the banks, through the defense contractors, um, and through these power players around the world, like the Saudi royal family. Uh, it is a big money laundering scheme. Scheme. The quote that you say all the time, Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine. All of history shows that wars, uh, that taxes are not raised to pay for wars, but wars are raised to collect taxes. Correct. And so it, it is a money-making scheme. So to say that, here's the thing, and, and I'm, I'll get off my soapbox about this. So to say that Afghanistan was a failure, from whose perspective are you saying that <laughs> from the people who were in charge of the war in Afghanistan? It was a tremendous success. Oh, yeah. They siphoned trillions of dollars out of the pockets of regular people in countries all over the globe, right. including America and Afghanistan, uh, particularly if you throw in the opium trade and all that stuff. So. It was a it was a grand success for these people. Did you see did you see McDonald Douglas go bankrupt? Did you see uh, General Dynamics go bankrupt? H have you seen the did Saudi you see royal family lose the money? COVID shutdown? Right. The, the Halliburton or did Halliburton somehow go bankrupt? So, you know, yes, Afghanistan was a tremendous success. Now, from the standpoint of human beings, from standpoint of Americans, from the standpoint of now, uh, the Afghanis, the, particularly the women and the girls, and in, in, in the folks that worked with the so-called allied forces, forces uh, for them, uh, it's going to be an abject failure. It's going to be absolute suffering. It's continued to be no, suffering and, and be chaos and murder yeah. and death. So, yeah, from regular, from our point of view, from regular people's point of view, yeah, absolute failure. Um, Joe Biden is is a is a joke. Uh, he he's Joe Obama. He's carrying on the 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 inept foreign policy of uh, Barack Obama. But let me let me just it's just another is, version of the inept is, foreign policy of George Bush. So this is this is something that I want to say because you have Rick Scott, bless his heart. Mm -hmm. He's now got the bully pulpit talking about 25, 25th Amendment of Joe Biden. You have all these Republicans running around talking about how Joe Biden needs to be removed from office because he's incompetent and all this other stuff. Here's, here's what I want to say. Joe Biden has done nothing but prove his complete incompetence, not just simply incompetence in foreign policy or domestic policy, but incompetence in in daily life. OK, there are the the, the Internet is populated, overpopulated with videos of this man in very, very, very sad circumstances 
where he can't follow directions to walk down a sidewalk. He can't carry on a coherent sentence. He cannot even communicate. Okay. So here's what I want to say. If you think Joe Biden is operating anything in foreign or domestic policy, you are completely bamboozled. (laughs) Joe Biden cannot pull out of the bathroom in the morning without someone assisting him. He did not do anything to pull anyone out of Afghanistan. Okay. So all of this stuff, once again, JC, it's that let's blame the president thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Biden is, I don't want to like burst anybody's political champion bubble thing. Joe Biden is making no decisions in Washington, DC. This is not the Biden administration. It would only be the Biden administration by name only because the man is doing nothing. We just saw a picture that was leaked from Washington. The man sitting in a room by himself watching his people do work on TV. Okay, so Biden is doing nothing. If you think he's doing something, you are confused. Removing Biden from office will not change the foreign policy or the domestic policy in America. It won't change anything. All removing Biden from office will do is make Kamala president. Right. That is the only thing that removing Biden will do is make Kamala president. Now, I said this from the get-go. We've talked about this on the show. They wanted Kamala to be president, but they knew her radical Marxist ideology would never bring in the baby boomers, the traditional old-school Democrats to vote for her. These people would have simply not shown up for the election at all. But they put Biden up there because Biden's a solid representative of the boomers who hold still hold the majority of the voting uh the voting base in the democrat party he's a union guy strong union guy so the unions can rally behind him and these people would vote for biden but they would not vote for k mala so how do you ensure k mala becomes president you have her vice president so that and joe biden president because we said even before the election, he is not lasting four years. Right. Whatever happens, he's not lasting. So my point coming full circle now, once again, can I just say, we've got the Republicans like Rick Scott, who is an establishment rhino guy, doing the work for the Democrat Party. Right, to get... They're to get, doing to get Kamala to get Kamala yeah. president. All of these politicians calling for the 25th Amendment of Biden, the the impeachment of Biden. They I, I just how how does the Democrat Party 
the Democrat Party leaders just now sit there and go, <laughs> once again, they fell for it. Once again, they're doing their bidding for us. Once again, they're making it. They're going to do it for us. Right. And here we are. Yep. The Republicans. So. How many times, JC, can I just ask this very simple, probably borderline conspiracy question? How many times will the Republicans in the Republican Party actually do the work of the Democrats before people will realize that they all work for the same cabal? Some of them are just idiots. Like Rick Scott. Rick just, Scott. Bless his he, heart. He just stumbles into stupid. He's just, well, he's just that good at Rick's, stumbling into stupid. Rick Scott is a big pharma guy who put who the big pharmas put up their guy to be governor of Florida. Because if anybody knows about politics of Florida, Florida is owned by big pharma. And now he's a senator much beyond what we wanted to see. The man, bless his heart, whatever you just said is probably the most kind and accurate way I can describe Rick Scott. But how many of them out over there, JC, are running around doing the bidding? Yep. Doing the bidding. So back to the results of the foreign po the 20-year foreign policy disaster, which was the war in Afghanistan. Uh, now we have uh, apparently reports of Taliban going door to door. Yeah, see, this is the whole media debacle, too. What's amazing is how the media is trying to, to make this not as bad as it is, right? In my mind, JC, as a criminal, you know, you know, a, a prosecutor, criminal defense attorney, this almost feels like entrapment. We pulled all these women out of in this community. We put them up on platforms. We encouraged them to be politically active. Yeah. We took pictures of them voting. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we encouraged, we, we probably funded political campaigns for these women and built activists and speakers. And now, now look what happens. Yeah. Now look what happens. The woke, the woke Democrats all for women's rights. And, and this was supposedly one of the, one of the reasons this one, this part of the pretense for right. why we were there in the first place, right? This is what we we're going to ensure women's rights and whatever. And then we get down to, you know, no, no conditions, fake negotiations and, and out we go in a moment as the Taliban is flooding back in all over the place. And th these are the stories, this from CNN, this is about an attack on July 12th. So right. Taliban knocked on her door three times. The fourth time they killed her. So they come in uh, and they start kicking and beating and bashing this uh, lady with, with their AKs, uh, roll a grenade into the other room, set the home on fire and, uh, and she's killed. So here, this is CNN. You're talking about, uh, you know, this is, this is what's likely coming. I mean, you you basically have CNN turning in against you know whatever what's happening, the results of this thing, and of of course, as you saw with uh, with Gorbachev, right? 
he basically says, well, this is this is this is inevitably going to be the results. So going door to door and, and the idea for many of these because they're it's opposition. So door to door uh, trying to figure out where the opposition is. By the way, does that sound familiar to anyone? Go scroll down there again, JC. I want you to see this picture. So they're not only they're they are walking, they are wiping women off of all of the media. I saw a report uh, today from uh, I don't remember if it was CNN or, or uh, Reuters, but they're now every image of a woman that is not in a burqa burqa is yeah. being pulled off the walls. Yep, and the women are they're rushing being completely cleansed, rushing to buy burkas, which they say have, have gone up uh, ten times. The price has gone up ten times. Trying to run around buy a burqa so they could, you know, be uh, be in line with the Taliban rules for women. And uh, here's another another report. Not only this is Australian taking news. out, killing opposition people they believe opposition that helped the U.S. Uh, coalition for, forces, but also going around making young girls, capturing and kidnapping mm -hmm. young girls to be sex slaves, door to door, coming door to door to steal your children. So these are the reports, and uh, door to door with the kill, kill lists, lists. right. As women face torture and execution, they've built a kill list. This is the video of the people falling yeah, out. Yeah, and I'm sure plane. you've probably seen this by now of the people so afraid of the Taliban coming in that they jumped on the back of the plane, the back of the plane, sides of the plane, back of the plane, everywhere they could on the plane, and tried to hold on. Took off and ended up falling to the ground. And of course, Taliban spokesman says, "Oh, these are these are imposters yeah. that are going door to door." Now, notice he did not deny that this is happening. Mm -hmm. He just says, "Oh, that's not us." So right. it's an interesting thing because you look back at the history of negotiations and talks, and uh, you know all the reports that come from these guys, and they deny and they lie. Even when, you know, you have evidence of what's what's going on. I mean, it's hard to believe anything, uh, but they they, said, they always deny. They said that um, earlier in that day, the Taliban was go actually what well, we weren't. We're not sex slaving people, but we are going door to door to identify those who worked with or fought alongside the Americans. Yeah. So but, but they said yeah. the spokesman said. If someone's going door to door posing as Taliban, they're not from Taliban. Uh, these allegations are totally baseless, totally wrong, propaganda being used to mislead the world against us. Uh, and he says, we will not punish those who work with the Americans, will not pose any risk to them, to their property and to their life, which they keep repeating this, uh, that over and over again. Now, interesting thing here uh, in this spot. As many as 30,000 refugees are expected to be housed in Fort Bliss and Fort McCoy, among other military installations. So there are already tens of thousands of Afghanis being flown in to America, in addition to the 200,000 individuals coming over the southern border per month.
this entire year. So we, well, we, seen, we already heard McAllen. We crossed over a million already this year and here and now add these refugees, not over the southern border, but just being flown directly into America. We've actually been I don't know if people know this. We've actually been housing Afghan refugees throughout yes. the entire war. And that was part of the problem. Oh, we and, and I, I don't know. We we have short term memory issues, but part of the problem Many years ago, because we covered this on the show, we covered the articles that we're reporting. Hey, we've got these people coming in claiming they're Afghan refugees, but it turns out they're actually uh, terrorists. You've got people, they were, uh, you have people, that's how some of the ISIS people got into America as well, claiming refugee status. And so this is what I was talking about before. Uh, if we are going to have a refugee program, there has got to be some way to vet those refugees to ensure that we're not actually inviting and giving passage to people who are actually coming here to destroy America. Now, one of the other articles that I saw um, was that the uh, Taliban is promising to protect the rights of the women, right? So we're, we're not going to come against the Americans and we're going to protect the rights of women. Let's see. Would that be the, the, the rights of women to be beat to death for not agree for not wearing their burqa? So every woman has a right to be killed if she does not agree with the Taliban, that's the rights they're going to be protecting. Uh, we're going to be protecting the rights of, of young women to be sex slaves. It's their right to be a sex slave. And so what are we saying here? These people are not telling the truth. So I don't know that we can trust. Uh, and there's a whole reason why we don't have refugee status. And it's from, uh, you have to bow. Yeah. See, you have to bow your head to live. You cannot dare oppose them. You cannot say things against them at all. If they say yes, you have to say yes. If they say no, you must say no. And so now is this, is this a statement from, uh, the January 6th detainees in DC? <laughs> is that where that's coming from? Sure. Sounds like it sounds like, no, I mean, close like your eyes and read that. You have to is... bow your head to live your life. You can't dare oppose them. You cannot say things against them at all. What if then is, this, is, is the CDC? That's why that that's what, this is why the episode is entitled Afghanistan or America. This, this is the DHS just... report that we did yesterday about how people who disagree with the American government yeah. with this administration are automatically declared to be de violent potential domestic terrorists. So we, we should have led with this quote yeah. out of context, just, yeah. just all by itself. And here's the quiz. Who said this? Where yeah. is this coming from? Yeah. You have to bow your head and wear a mask to live your life. You dare not oppose the CDC. You cannot say things against them at all. Misinformation. If you say, if they False say you have to do this, then you have to do it. If you say no, if they say no, you must say no. Mm -hmm. So that, that's why, I mean, honestly, the, the hypocrisy 
of America, to be honest with you, this this American government saying anything about what is happening in Afghanistan. I mean, maybe this is why they're leaving. Do they feel do they feel convicted? Like, how can we be in Afghanistan uh, talking about people's rights or human rights? In light of what this government is doing to people's rights. Okay, but JC in America, you have we covered this story as well. Biden giving his speech about Cuba uh, Mm -hmm. coming against the people who were protesting for freedom in Cuba. Right. Uh, Biden said that the people of Cuba have the right to assemble. The people of Cuba have the right to air their grievances against their government. But the people of America in this current administration do not possess that same right, according to them. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you assemble when they tell you you're not allowed to assemble, then you're arrested. If you don't obey their orders when they tell you to obey their orders, then you're fired, you're put out of your job, and you have to to be subject to uh, separate but equal standards, and you have to be uh, discriminated, shunned, and absolutely exiled from society. Hey, it's hard. It's hard to tell if, like I said, if you if you don't you don't see. Who said that? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do we need to jump on a plane and hang on to try to fly somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Is that where we are? All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Every period in history that involves monumental change has always begun with one person taking a stand. When government is tyrannical, the people of God have a duty to not follow and not comply. And I just need to know who is willing to stand. can't be what you do. It has to be who you are. What kind of country we're going to be? Four more years of George, uh, George, uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a different world. Look, I never forgot what President Kennedy said about going to the moon. He said, we're going. You know why? Because we refuse to postpone. Let's not postpone and get out of the rain. God bless you all. Thank you. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. Mobilize true and international effort to pressure. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. 
There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I tell you, brother. <laughs> I tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be, I'd be elected president by acclamation. <laughs> Speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let vote now. Are you pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question Why because, would you that because question? the you question is the question is the question left. Will you shut who is up, on, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list, right. gentlemen. Is million Michiganders. Donald Trump thinks health care is a privilege. Barack and I think it's a right for people that have bad health care. All right, welcome back. Your your daily Joe there. My goodness gracious, <laughs> alive. So don't forget you can check out noncompliant at noncompliantmovie.com. Play it right there. Just just streams right online. Doesn't cost you anything. Noncompliantmovie.com. Go check that out. And uh after you're finished watching, you can you're right there at the website. Just click right here where it says Liberty First or subscribe now and enroll at Liberty First to get some constitutional training. America's number one trusted and recommended online institute for constitutional and education and training. Got a brand new uh, souped up website. I am so excited. Looks, that is the coolest website ever. Looks amazing. Uh, so go check it out. Liberty First. The new the new site is libertyfirstsociety.com com check it out today so one more article you wanted to mention yeah i think this is like our comic exit for the day jc this is like the epitome of the eat yourself kind of thing right so i thought this was hilarious i've been carrying this around in my inbox for a while if you'll notice the article itself is i don't know like a week old or something but I thought it was too brilliant to set aside. So you have millionaires calling for an emergency tax on billionaires, <laughs> right? Drag them back down to your level. You got to drag trying to catch billionaires them. down to the millionaire <laughs> level, right? So like, they said a one-time tax uh, on the 5.5 trillion in wealth billionaires gained during the pandemic hmm. to fund unemployment grants and vaccinate the world. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing, right? The groups are calling for a one-time 99% tax. So they get to keep 1% of Whoa. what they made. Wow. During the pandemic. 99% tax. 99% tax, tax on the wealth billionaires accumulated during just during the pandemic. <laughs> why, okay? why even bother leaving the 1%? Like, uh, well, is, you know, I mean, 1% of uh, the he, trillions is still yeah. a good bit of chunk change, <laughs> but would raise five. Well, I mean, spread it around four. among the billionaires. If you're, if you're a billionaire. Yeah. So, and then take 99%. I mean, what, what do you, what do you have? What do you have? The I'm not a mathematician. Is 5.4 trillion. Uh -huh. Okay. 
which in turn would cover the cost of fully vaccinating every person on the planet while also covering a $20,000 cash grant to everyone on the planet who has become unemployed during the pandemic. Wow. On the planet. On the planet. How do you determine whether somebody, everyone on the planet, lost their job during the pandemic? You know what I mean? I'm just like, $20,000. I I just want to know where they came up with these numbers anyway. So if a 99% tax on billionaires, just their pandemic wealth, they said, gains like a lot. Uh, The other groups point out that even after the one-time tax, the world's 2,690 billionaires would still be $55 billion richer than before the pandemic ravaged the globe. You know, these are the people who made money off of all the businesses being shut down. Yeah. This is the people that made all the money uh, when the government shut you down but allowed Costco and Walmart and everybody else to stay open, allowed Amazon to do their thing. These are the people who made money off the war in Afghanistan. That that is all the wars all over the planet. That is the interesting part of it that that billionaires made five point five five trillion during the pandemic. Now, all all of those billionaires are not part of the cabal. No, we know a couple of billionaires that are good people. Very good people. And not and they made money off of standard investments the same way they did every other time because sure. the the we also know billionaires who lost money lot, during yeah. this pandemic, right? So anyway, their 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 model for this, JC, is after World War One and World War Two, one off wealth ta- wealth taxes were levied in European countries and Japan uh, to fund reconstruction. France, for example, taxed excessive wartime wealth gains at the rate of 100% after the Second World War. And following the global financial crisis of 2008, countries, including Iceland, introduced a temporary wealth tax to help refill public coffers. And this is exactly what I was thinking, Mike. Exactly what Mike says. Millionaires that are that dumb. Five trillion is an increase in stock value mostly. It's not even there. If they right. sell that much stock. Right. Exactly. So it's not even this is not even real money. No, it's not real money. And it, but basically this is the thing, you know, I mean, I, I thought it was amusing off the front, you know, the millionaires picking on the billionaires. Right. These people are so out of touch anyway. Uh, and then secondly, uh, our model for this has to come from, you know, people who, who already live in socialist Marxist mm. countries. So. I, I just thought that was, yeah. Here's this billionaire Jeff Bezos could personally pay for enough vaccines for the whole world. Okay. Yet he would rather spend his wealth on a thrill ride to space. Well, that is all. That's the interesting thing about these guys like Bezos mm-hmm. and, the hypocrisy. And, and, and the rest. You know, mm-hmm. they're always telling us what to do and what sh- we should do and all this sort of stuff. Uh, about five of them could get together and write a check yeah, and make these things happen. Right. But that's, that's how, you know, just like the war machine, all of this stuff is pretense. So right. all them preaching this stuff and the pandemic and all, all that, all that garbage that they spew for us to swallow 
is absolute pretense. It, it, they don't want to solve any of these problems. No. Th this problem, as you as you just see, that they made five and a half trillion during the pandemic. The these problems are money makers. The the chaos and the panic and the disaster and the next crisis. This is how they make money. This is what George Soros does the world over. Destabilizes countries and governments so that he can make money off of that. So they're total hypocrites. So, I mean, and this is the thing. The, these guys tap into legitimate problems to come, to come up with these Marxist solutions. Well, it's, that, that's how the Marxist sales pitch works. It's also the Hegelian dialectic. They create the crises. Right. Good right? guy, bad guy. Create the crises so that they can create the solution sure. to the problem as well. I, I just want to, uh, you know, read something again from Thomas Paine. Now, this is from Thomas Paine's The Crisis on December 23rd, 1776. And let me go ahead and find it. Let's see. Um There we go. Uh, he says, oh, goodness gracious. Panics, which is a word that he used for crises, right? Mm -hmm. Panics, in some cases, have their uses. They produce as much good as hurt. Their duration is always short, and the mind soon grows through them and acquires a firmer habit than before. But the peculiar advantage is that they are touchstones of sincerity and hypocrisy and bring things and men to light which might have otherwise lain forever undiscovered. In fact, they have the same effect on secret traitors which an, uh, an imaginary apparition would have upon a private murderer. They sift out the hidden thoughts of man and hold them up in public to the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's... that's uh... I think that's been, uh, you know, what we've what we've seen and what we've talked about of how many have been exposed for who and what they really are during this this uh, created crisis. Let me just go on the record to say I think billionaires should be allowed to keep every dime they have. I think trillionaires should be allowed to keep every dime they have uh, because otherwise. It's theft. And I don't I do not uh, ad, advocate for theft from JC or myself to anybody and much less to the government from anybody else to someone I, I ad, else. I advocate stopping the initial theft. Yeah, that's what I advocate, because But my point being, if you're going to go around and start pointing fingers and telling us how we have to live our lives and how we have to spend our money, then I think that there should be some recourse for you to put your money where your mouth is. Don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. And and we'll take care of everybody else and let everybody else take care of their own business. Yeah, it's a it's a you open up a door and a and a precedent that's gonna hit everyone else eventually, mm -hmm. right? So it it furthers that the idea that the government has the power, no matter who it is, because this is an arbitrary level. You're saying, oh, we'll, we're 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 going to take money with the power of government from the billionaires. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just arbitrary that it's billionaires. Okay. And then they lower it to millionaires. Then they lower it to this amount, that amount. You So it, it's it's the power to do that in the first place. That's the problem. So I think the focus where I say the focus should be when you think about how some of them have made this money through the corrupt 
central banking right. system, mm -hmm. the the initial th the initial theft, and through, that's what needs to be stopped. And through the 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 unlawful and constitutional yoking of corporation with government, right? And, because government and picks winners, corrupt and tax system. Can I say something? Because I want I want you to help me formulate this idea that I have, JC. This tax, right? People think, oh, well, they're going to take it and give it to other people. Um, the money is more like a shell game. You're not, you're not taking it from people and then dropping it out of an airplane. You're taking it. It's actually being moved to government. So what you're doing is you're taking money from private citizens and you're making government rich. Government then becomes the yeah. trillionaires. Government becomes the wealth and the power. Well, because it's not going to $20,000 to somebody, to the most of American people are not going to uplift as, them and make yeah, them billionaires. As long as you understand that, right, government itself is not being enriched. Right. Government is a pass-through. Right. So government confiscates the money um, on behalf of you know the the shadowy people that they're they're going to enrich and so but the, it's, the, it's the a expansion it's it is it's a re, it is macaroni so it, and and the the you know the the state is enlarged uh so that the, the purpose of enlarging the state is to increase dependency right number exactly. one because you and number two to increase 000. control power to control well, people that's dependency and control run together right you, but you, you can you control can them with somebody... force or you control them with dependency yeah. so they they do both that's right. that's why that's the that's the purpose of expanding government uh it's certainly not let's expand government in order to protect i think your rights stimulus, or your property the 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 unemployment stimulus is that we've already seen prove that mm -hmm. how many times have we traveled right. across america today and met person after person after person who can't get people to come to work mm -hmm. we were just at a, at a hotel the other day and i said is the restaurant open he said we'd love to re open the restaurant at the hotel but every time we hire somebody they quit because they make money sitting around doing nothing. Now, will they make more money if they actually work? Yes, they can make more money if they actually work. But the people are deciding that maybe some things are not as important as sitting around and doing nothing with a check. Yes. So maybe I don't need that big house that I thought I needed because all I need is a little shanty to sit in and collect a check. Right. And, and what... And this is what I said to the girl in uh, in Washington. And I'll repeat here uh, what Matthew just basically just pointed out. They the, the person receiving the check, right? They see their individual situation. Oh, well, I, it helps me, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, now, most of those funds are generally misdirected, even by the people receiving them. As as we saw through the pandemic, you get the bailout and it was it was most people were buying flat screen TVs. And in this sort of extra things while, while gotta, we were told, oh, they're in desperate need of all these things, but right, they, well, but they the, bought luxury items. Because at the same time, they were being told they didn't have to pay their rent and they yeah. weren't going to get evicted. So, so the uh, so what what happens in that? So, yeah, the person sees their situation, but collectively uh, it's it's a hidden tax, the tax of inflation. So every every dollar uh, that is created, it's created out of nowhere. 
and then decreases the value of every other dollar. So as I said before, when you get a check from the government, you're not being paid from by the government. Uh, we are collectively being robbed by the government because they're diminishing the purchasing power of your dollar. So right. it's a hidden tax through inflation and, and it's, this is continuing to be a problem now. And now we have a total, uh, there's, there's a total group of so-called economists now push the narrative um, because they want to keep this thing going. Now they push the narrative about, uh, well, inflation is not a big deal. Uh, it's not a bad thing. And, and so, you know, inflation is good. So there's that whole narrative out there to, to, you know, turn people's people minds. Saying, oh yeah. I love that. paying $6 for a loaf of bread. That's yeah. a great thing to do. But people $6 well, for a loaf of freaking that's, bread. Well, that's the other part of it. That's the whole eat the rich thing. So pe people are taught that when you see prices going up, it's because some evil CEO uh, decided he wanted a yacht. And so he increases the prices on the goods. Uh, that's typically not what's going on. Now, obviously, the way, you know, you're dealing with profits and worker pay and whatever your value is, is a whole nother issue. But most of the time, the issue of prices going up, something gets more expensive. Uh, the reality is it's because of the government and because of the central bank. It's, it's the not the business the didn't just randomly say, I'm going to raise prices. Uh, it's that hidden tax of inflation. And the prices, in yeah. fact, usually are not what's going up. It's the value of your dollar going down. But people in America are economically illiterate. The, the economic literacy in America is non-existent. And so people don't understand what's going on. So it sets people up uh, so that the folks who want to divide us with all these labels, uh, they can start pointing, you know, to, to, well, it's the business people, it's the rich people, uh, you know, and so we need to, we need to, we need to trade in our system for a Marxist utopian system where the government hands out uh, whatever living wage to everybody. Where does living wage come from? I mean, what does, what does that even mean? So, the money has to come from somewhere. If you eliminate business, you eliminate business, you eliminate free market, then where's 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 that money that you're passing out going to come from? Well, then they'd have to print it out of the central banks, out of nothing, uh, where that your money is now going to continue to decrease, whether it's where it's worth absolutely nothing. And you have to have a wheelbarrow uh, full of notes to buy that loaf of bread. So people, people are ignorant of history. These things have happened in places, the Weimar Republic. Uh, you know, there, there's plenty of monetary history and history of monetary policy and economic instruction out there. Read, read, start with Henry Hazlitt's book, uh, Economics in One Lesson. That's the place you should start. Go from there. Uh, but people are economically illiterate. So, so then they can get sold a bill of goods well, of this Marxist utopianism. Fee, Fee has a great uh, book about yes. the pencil. What is the, for your kids? Yeah, I forget who did that, that originally. But or yeah. The, Fee.org, great, -E -E great resources. Mises.org, great resources. We, know, we actually have people who write for Fee, who write for Mises, and they're brilliant people, and they can train, help you train your children. How are we where we are today with a generation of people who actually love Marxism and don't even know what it means? We've had an education system for 150 years that have refused to teach the proper role of government, the proper limits of yeah. government and financial literacy. And here's you a great combine these two these things together 
And, and you have a universally ignorant society that destroys itself. And here's a great description of the goal. Mm -hmm. Right now, he says, this uh, person says, in my state, it costs more to go to work than to stay home. Work means extra vehicle costs, loss of food stamps, loss of free medical, try buying a tank of gas, set of new tires, doctor prescription, uh, etc. So that's all of this economic manipulation with inflation, central bank, government spending. That's the scenario that. That's their goal. That's what they attempt to set up. So they put you in a situation because then you're where it costs you more to work mm -hmm. than it does to depend on the government. So this is how they create dependency and destroy local economies, uh, destroy state economies, destroy the nation's economies. And so you have this very, very um, starkly divided uh, economy with with the uber uber wealthy at the top calling all the shots and then people driven into dependency at the bottom. Can we just focus one second back on the wisdom of the people who built America? I mean, right there in the par first paragraph of our Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You see... At, at uh, Liberty First Society, we have a class called the Pursuit of Happiness, where I actually explain to you what pursuit of happiness means. Pursuit of happiness is not sitting at home and collecting a check so you can be happy doing nothing. Pursuit of happiness, the definition comes uh, from philosophers. Definition, Thomas Jefferson didn't actually invent this. Thomas Jefferson was taught this. And the pursuit of happiness is all subject to independence. Without independence, you are a slave. When the government provides you with a check to sit at home and do nothing, you are a slave. Because then here's what happens. When the government changes, you rush out and buy a burqa so you can keep getting your check. Right? When the government owns everything about you. In Russia, they gave you a check. They gave you a house. But you better not say anything bad about the government. You better not do anything to try to improve yourself. You better not say anything about anything different than what you're told to say or what to do. Because then your check is pulled, your house is pulled, and now you're on the streets. This is the goal. The stimulus goal. The one-time goal. The PPP goal on your business is to create government-controlled business, government-controlled people to enslave the entire American population so you will do whatever they say to live, to eat, and to survive. Because that's the most basal of human nature, to survive. It takes that extra step of courage. It takes that extra step of heart to say, I will fight for my rights and let the consequences be as they may. I will stand up for what's right and I will speak my mind and I will live my life and I will defend others in their right to live their lives. And I don't need a check from the government. I don't need permission from the government on my business. I don't need any PPP or as our pastor says, any kind of P from government. We 
can do this ourselves. This is the beauty of America. We built from the bottom up. We're hard workers. We're principled people. And that's why they hate us. And now they've raised up a generation of people that are ignorant of their rights, ignorant of the proper role of government, and ignorant of economic literacy and ripe to be slaves. Amen. Keep your powder dry. So, guys, I guess that's the show for today. Yeah. Today. Did you, you like, guys are awesome. Did you like the show? Did you enjoy? Did you do you appreciate the fact that we are a teach show and not a talk show? If you are, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe, ring that bell, so make sure you get all those notices. And please, 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 share, share, share. Thank you guys so much. I was much. nice today. Mostly. I was mostly nice today. Mostly nice today. I was fairly nice today. Fairly nice today. Bless you guys. God bless. See you next Love time. Love ya. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged one person will stand up upon a single person and then everybody else will stand a gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs a tampa bay pastor has been arrested sentenced to a week in she jail she also and tore up a cease and desist letter we have a posterity waiting for us to say we will not comply so you will be free We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we